I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And we are Two, Two Average, Average Girls. Girls. Happy Tag Tuesday. How the heck are you? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm doing okay. Here we are almost midweek. <laughs> it's almost it's almost Wednesday. It's Tuesday. I know, but that's midweek. When you say midweek, it's not hump day. No, it's, it's not, not Monday. It's just Tuesday. Tuesdays are hard days, I think. Are it's, they? It's kind of in between the well, Monday, I don't know. It's it, it's getting closer to the good day. D- which is Friday. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. I don't work on Fridays. Yeah. I have my grandkids on Fridays. So it's a good day. It's fun Friday with Dee Dee. It's fun. <laughs> Listen, Whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Fun Friday with Dee Dee, and it's really fun. It's really fun. I she only takes have, you to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I'll take you wherever you want to go. You <laughs> eat whatever you want. You do whatever you want, usually. Um, yeah, I've been taking just Henry now. Because... A little Olivia is I don't in like the fact she's in school. And I told her that she should tell her teacher that fun Fridays <laughs> are no longer fun for Dee Dee and that maybe she could miss Fridays. And you know what she said? Hmm. Dee Dee, I can't miss Fridays because that's when big buddies come to school. What's big buddies? Big buddies are like the second graders or something. They yeah. come in and they are like their kindergarten buddies. And she looks forward to that. Yes. I don't she blame didn't get her. my sarcasm. I wasn't really it wasn't really, you know, I just thought it'd be like, what a, f- a five-year-old didn't understand your subtle sarcasm it's, it's hard she's been around me a lot i would have thought she got it by now <laughs> <laughs> nope not yet not i don't yet. i don't blame her i remember cameron was a big buddy he was a big buddy for a little kindergartner it's really sweet it's very cute it's really really cute she loves it she loves school so good she doesn't want to miss school no not even for fun friday with Didi. not even for fun friday with Didi. so i've got henry and you saw my videos he's mm-hmm. been going golfing he's a pro He's three years old. We take him to the driving range. And I'm not pulling this, oh, you have to be the next Tiger Woods. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Please don't. But we golf a lot. We have a house on the golf course. And we want him to be able to golf. Yeah. And you might as well start him young. I wish somebody would have started me young. I started like four years ago. And I suck. Amen. Not that you suck. You don't suck. No, I do suck. No. But but I'm saying amen to the stardom stardom young. I wish. I mean, if he doesn't like it, then he doesn't play. But at least it won't be because he didn't have the right, you know, education. Training. Training. Equipment. Anything. Literally. He's got three clubs. I took him to Tustin Ranch. He just... Knocks it right out of the park. He hits the ball. Yeah, and he hits the ball. Sometimes it's not far, and sometimes it's really far. I'm like, what? That's he's hamming crazy. it up too. Like he's yeah. throwing his club when he got frustrated, which Aww. wasn't appropriate. But anyway, long story short, <laughs> it was pretty hilarious, and I was trying to be a good grandma by telling him not to act that way, but I wanted to laugh anyway. And he's adorable. I laughed on your behalf. I know because the throwing of the club when you're short, when you're three, and the club's like you know. The club, seven inches long it's not very big and he like <laughs> tosses it like a real pro it's like oh my gosh and he gets kind of frustrated and you know he he tries to be like you know whatever and then he was being sassy and he's oh, hilarious but he's he hit funny. 50 balls i mean you have to buy a small bucket of balls <sighs> i took him there and i just said henry just don't get frustrated if you get frustrated we'll just leave it's doesn't it's no big deal i just remind him of his the, his what he needs to practice which is the basics and yeah he does it and he yeah. loves it so it's fun there. it was Aww. fun and we had henry and he was, it's awesome yeah and he looks like a little mini blonde grandpa like he looks <laughs> he, he looks, looks like, like he looks like papa with his little outfit he's got a collared shirt on yep and, and his little shorts mm-hmm. and he's got the appropriate shoe wear yes he does and he doesn't have real shoes he's got tennis shoes on because they don't make golf shoes that small oh because they looked like a little golf shoe i didn't look that closely no they're just regular tennis shoes he's the cutest he's really cute good it's job so great and just so you know uh grandkids are so much better than regular kids i highly recommend them <laughs> regular kids regular kids you know not so much anymore but the regular kids bring you the grandkids that's the thing so you have to get through the regular kid thing it's it's like it's like it's your reward <sighs> it's your reward for all the stuff is having the grandkids. And I want to do a podcast eventually mm-hmm. on like grandparenting 101. Oh. Like about how certain to? things. Yeah. <laughs> how to and what to do and what not to do. 
Oh, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, okay. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. <laughs> I'll schedule that, right? Excuse me while I pull out my planner. And so I have a question it. for you. Tell me. We, and I think I already know the answer to this, but we were going to do a podcast uh-huh. on, a true crime podcast on the Jeffrey Dahmer Okay, video. documentary. Documentary. Have the you watched that, it yet? I have tried and I cannot. What? Sorry. Have you watched it? No. Okay. Um, but, I mean, come on. You are like the gory, I can watch mm. anything. I'm reading Helter Skelter when I'm five. I was nine, but okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> just so, I mean. Charles I Manson was fine. Listen, this guy is, so, for those of you who maybe don't know the name Jeffrey Dahmer, he was a cannibal. Who doesn't know Jeffrey Dahmer's name? There's, well, let me tell you who doesn't know Jeffrey Dahmer. Anyone in other countries? No. Apparently, some do-gooding millennials oh. who watched the documentary the netflix documentary uh-huh. then learned about jeffrey dahmer then found out that jeffrey dahmer is mentioned in lyrics to some different songs mm-hmm. and not in a positive way it's just like that's artistic expression I, whatever i don't have a problem with it these people who clearly have nothing but time on their hands and really sensitive feelings have called for the cancellation of katie perry because she has a song that mentions oh jeffrey gosh. dahmer and Nicki Minaj. Oh, Nicki Minaj. Who has a song that has a line in there that mentions Dahmer. You think Nicki Minaj cares about anybody canceling her? I I don't. Listen, these artists shouldn't care at all I about. Should, I wouldn't care. About anyone calling for their cancellation. I'm mad that someone's bringing it to the oh, attention. Yeah. Oh, we have to can't. Are you kidding me? Yeah. If you weren't around during Jeffrey Dahmer and his siege, uh, you know, back east then you don't no sorry and furthermore no cut it out i don't understand where we're feeling sorry for serial killers well it's not feeling sorry for serial killers it's that it's inappropriate for you to mention his name this horrible serial killer in a song here you go there's a little knob on Mm, the radio and you just turn it off yeah i'm sorry to have to be the one to tell you that millennial which a bunch of people are probably doing right now (laughs) wait to our (laughs) podcast don't turn it off come back no but the point is you haven't watched it because i started watching it he is and i don't say this lightly. this isn't a documentary no no no. it's a reenactment of right the true but it's true and it's based on police reports it's based on eyewitness it reports well it's very well done um the guy who looks like Dahmer is now going to have the best career ever because he can do anything really Dahmer. he the actual jeffrey Dahmer was such a weirdo you look at people, serial killers. Let's just take a Ted Bundy. Right. Okay. Um, he's not normal, though. No, he's not normal, he but... the exception. Oh, you're saying as far as serial killers yeah, go? Yeah, because most of the time they are weird. Remember Mindhunter when you, we watched the Mindhunter? Yeah. They they, they kind of have a... They're kind of the outcasts. They can be, yes. You're correct. But there is a certain bravado there. There's a certain yeah. confidence where they don't have a problem approaching you. And asking you to, whatever, asking for some help. In the yeah. case of Ted Bundy, oh, I've got my arm in a cast. Right. Can you help me with my sailboat? Oh, mm-hmm. I just finished with my tennis lesson. Mm-hmm. And here's this totally hot guy right. looking you directly in the eye. You're like, sure, I'll, I'll help you out. This Jeffrey Dahmer was not that guy. No. He was such a creep and such a weirdo and such a malicious victimizer. I've never seen anything like it. I don't, and this is going to shock you, <laughs> I don't understand cannibals. <laughs> yeah it's shocking i don't understand i don't i can get you love kfc <laughs> that's true um i don't which has nothing to do with anything i'm <laughs> no. just saying it's like i get it. it the one reason i haven't watched it yet uh, you and i talked and mm-hmm. we're like we're doing a thing on Dahmer. let's yep. just it's, let's just everyone's do it. talking about it we need to get through it it's kind of like the you know when we did the night stalker yep. one we're going to do it. I haven't watched it because my husband won't watch these yes, things. Right, right. And I have heard from people mm-hmm. that have watched it, mm-hmm. that they freak themselves out to the place where they don't want to be home alone at night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, I might be home alone by myself. Even yeah. during the day, they're talking that it's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of avoided it, but I was waiting to hear what you had to say about it. And now you're telling me we can't do it. <laughs> we can't do it because you can't even watch it. And you're like the helter-skelter queen. I can't get through it. And it's not a matter of being scared, being home alone, that type of thing, which I totally get because that there was that creep factor as well. He was literally snatching people off the street, which is weird. Yeah. Most times when you're snatched or kidnapped or whatever, 
in the case of a serial killer, obviously it's different, but most of these Amber Alerts, et cetera, people know, you, you know, know yeah. the people. Um, this isn't a, I'm afraid to be by myself. This is a, this is the grossest thing I've ever seen. It is Ugh. disgusting. Do they show things? Yeah. Oh. It's pretty, opening scene, like we said about the fertility doctor, opening scene, you know what you're getting and it's not good. It's not good. I'm going to have to watch it. At try a, it. I will. I'll try it. Give it a see, try. And see what we what we can come up with. My husband, bless his soul, thought that on behalf of, of you and I and the podcast, he was going to need to watch this because he knew with certainty that we were going to be doing a podcast on this show in particular. So he watched the whole thing? He got through, I think, the second one. Because it's like a series of maybe six. That's a lot. It's a few. And he got through the second, maybe the first part of the third one. And he finally said, I said to myself... What am I doing? <laughs> I can't. It's so dark. Well, that's the thing. It's so dark. I have a problem with that kind of stuff just because I do take it with me. Like, I, mm-hmm. it kind of sticks to me. Well, you need to give it a try. Okay. And see what happens. And if you can get through it, I will. Because I know you don't <laughs> like gore as, and it kind of, it's, gore, it's Yeah, I issue. don't get grossed out by gore. I get grossed out. I get freaked out. Not even freaked out. I feel it like if if i watch a really sad movie and you know there's terminal illness or something i'm thinking about it and i'm putting myself in their place and and that's the kind of thing that you're very empathetic i am an you're an an empath empath. but so i think i am actually no you are but you try it you try it out okay i'll try it and let me know i'm i'm just thinking that we need to like for our audience sake because this is like a true crime this is like the next level of true crime but maybe we don't watch it to talk about Dahmer. i'll be honest i've never of all the helter skelters in the world that i have read and i have read them all i've read every Anne rule book about the Mm -hmm. i5 killer Mm -hmm. because the i5 killer actually killed my friend's mother and sister i mean i have a connection to the i5 killer i read ann rule and ted bundy the stranger beside me i've read all of that i've never ever once read anything on Dahmer. on Dahmer. because it's a cannibal i'm not interested in him it is so odd that's the, being a cannibal my interest yeah. is the fact that what in the world again like we talked about in one of our other episodes of weird news people selling body parts yeah. and doing weird things right. and all of these things like what happened to that how, person? How did you get to that? How did we? How did we as a society let that person down? Because something, somewhere, something happened. Either in it's a family of origin issue for sure. Oh, abusive dad. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we already knew that, but mm-hmm. a lot of people have abusive dads. I know, and they don't go and eat people. A lot of people have abusive parents and horrible family lives, and they're not even turning into weird psychopaths. They go off and correct their lives and get into therapy and go get a master's degree and become yeah, wonderful people. I, I know. It's I weird. don't know what happens, but I kind of, ooh, if you can get through Dahmer, okay, this is it. This Our is- challenge to Dee Dee. <laughs> can you get through Dahmer? I kind of, I'm like, I'm nervous about it. Like, I haven't watched it because I was already, like, I've heard mixed reviews about how intense it is opening scene that's all i can say opening scene i'm gonna have to try this is challenge accepted challenge accepted challenge accepted you want to go first you want me to go first i can it doesn't matter to me but um i'll go first okay go ahead so i my husband came home and told me about this story and i lost my mind (laughs) i can't wait because i literally could not believe it we've talked on this podcast about bad police work Oh, yeah. Right. You know, about about mishandling of information mm-hmm. or whatever. This takes it to a whole different level. And I kept saying, what the heck? So let me just preface this. OK, this is this took place in, at the end of September. Um, so it was in plate and in, in Plateville, Platteville, Colorado. Okay. OK. An officer has been placed on administrative leave pending the investigation after a suspect he placed in his patrol car vehicle was hit by a train (gasps) what yep according to nine news the incident began when officers were called to a road rage incident involving a woman tailgating a vehicle and pulling out a gun oh the woman pulled out a gun that she was tailgate on the Mm -hmm. okay once officers arrived they parked their patrol vehicles behind the suspect's car on the railroad tracks so she stopped on the railroad tracks why they finally pulled her over. They, and that's where she pulled over? They, they, they had her there. Oh, yeah. no. The officers then secured the scene, placing the woman in the back of the Pla- uh, the Platteville squad car as they searched her vehicle. It was during that time that the train slammed into the patrol car. Oh, so the patrol car was on the woman tracks. inside. 
It's parked on the tracks too? Yes. They're all parked on the tracks. Is that it, policing one-on-one? I don't know. I mean, this is why I'm saying it was so... When my husband told me, I'm like, I have to talk about this on Weird News yeah. because this is next level either unbelievably dumb yeah, or what is going on? Like, how... Who... Mm-mm. Did they think it was an inactive track? So those who were... Those who are who... Those who are in your custody, you have detained them and they're in the back of your patrol car. You have a duty to care towards that subject says mm-hmm. one california sheriff's deputy why didn't you move the vehicle off the tracks he mm-hmm. asked mm-hmm. that's going to be the greatest question uh you think oh my goodness okay so the spec the suspect her name is yarani Ruiz gonzalez she's 20 years old was transported to the hospital with serious injuries did she live but is expected to survive, and she yeah. survived. She lived. She freaking lived. Oh, my gosh. How is that possible? I don't know. When I heard this, I was like, my husband told me there's a woman. Mm. The police did this, blah, blah, mm. blah. He tells me the story. I look it up. And at the time, she was rushed to the hospital because it happened the day he told me. And I was like, is there is- a video of the train hitting the car? Yes. You can see the video on the train. Yep. Yep. Oh no! It's at night, and so it, the color the Colorado Bureau of Investigation is continuing to investigate the crash, while the Fort um, Lupin Police Department and the Colorado State Patrol are re- both reviewing the details that led up to the incident, including the initial road rage call. Mm-hmm. Um, police in Colorado have released body cam video that shows a Platteville Police Department vehicle parked on a railroad track before it was hit by a train while the woman was detained in the back seat. Now, listen, you've got a detainer, but mm-hmm. move your car. It makes no sense. About five minutes and 25 seconds into the video, you see it. You see it. it the, the, that um, train's horns can be heard blasting a few seconds <sighs> before an officer shouts to another officer, move your car and stay back. Mm-hmm. In the video, the officer is seen standing on the tracks, looking in the direction of the train. The officer then walks off the tracks, and the train crashes into the patrol vehicle. I'm sorry. I I feel sorry for the, the detainee in the back of the car because she saw that train coming. Absolutely. And she can't get out. No. <gasps> no. Now, she's a psycho, too, because she's got a gun. She had a road rage. She was next level. Yeah, but... I know. No, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She was seriously injured, but she is going to make a full recovery. I can't. Just believe. as a follow-up to that, um, you know, about 10 days later, it says a 20-year-old woman who was parked on the police um, in a police vehicle and was struck by a freight train in northern Colorado. She should buy a lottery ticket, by the way. For real. I mean, seriously. Um, she's been released from the hospital, and she had broken arm, suffered nine broken ribs, a fractured sternum, broken teeth, and injuries to her leg, back, and head. Yeah, well. And now she is going to be suing. <laughs> and rightly so. You know what? I'm going to support that. No, absolutely. That mm-hmm. is just dumb, dumb. That's crazy. Dumb, dumb, crazy police, policing 101. Not, like that's not good. No. That's not good policing. But I could not believe it. When, when I heard that, he, I remember him coming home and I was just like... Is that like your worst nightmare? Uh, it's one of them. I thought maybe she ran out of gas on the car. Right. Or like they they surrounded her mm-hmm. and she was like a hostage situation and no one could get her out of the mm-hmm. car. But even then, to me, you open the door and whatever is happening, get them all out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all it's all fair game here. You go. Run mm-hmm. be free. <laughs> right? Like you can't you can't leave somebody on a track. Uh, you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm no police officer. No, that that is. Do we know what happened to that cop? Is he, he's on? He's on. He's. I mean, he's got to be fired. Come on. It's so bad. That's just the bad judgment. You put a gun in that guy's hand, and now what's going to happen? It's that's bad. And we do nothing but support the police. Absolutely, but, this, but that's when not they're good. bad, they're bad. Yeah, and no. when you make bad decisions, you got to call it quits. You're, it's your time. You're not good. No, it's okay. All right, we're going to go from Colorado to the state next door. Where? Utah. Ooh. I almost gave you a geography quiz and then I realized I would <laughs> there's be a couple, in... There's a couple places next door. <laughs> there's a few Colorado. places next door. Okay. So let's, uh, let me just read you the headline and um, mm-hmm. tell me what you think. <laughs> 56-year-old Utah mom pregnant with her son's baby. 
Oh my gosh, I've seen this, I think. Okay. 56-year-old grandmother lives in Utah. She's pregnant with her son's baby. It's not nefarious as, you know, yeah, it's that's sound, not that's great. a clickbait deal. Mm-hmm. Nancy Hawk is serving as a surrogate for her 32-year-old son Jeff and his wife Cambria. The couple has two sets of twins via IVF. What? After six years. Two sets of twins? They already have four kids. They want another baby? Well, following the birth of their second set of twins, Cambria had to have a hysterectomy. So she's completely out of the game now. Yeah. Well, you know what? You've got two sets of twins. I wanted twins. Did you ever want twins? I wanted twins. And then I had Mitchell. (laughs) Because one baby is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So the hysterectomy, of course, ended their hope of adding to their family. Then Nancy... The mom, grandma to four, mm. and this the way this is written. I have to give it all up to the um, New York Post because okay. they are, have the most clever writers. This is from the New York Post. Nancy offered to reopen her uterus for business <laughs> <laughs> and carry her son. It's like a neon light is on. It's like we're open, open for business. <laughs> carry her son's next child. While discussing this decision, she said that she just had a feeling that she should offer to do it. So that's what she did. Would you do this? Never. You wouldn't? I would never do this. Your son mm-hmm. and his wife cannot have a baby. Right. And the only way they could do it is to have a surrogate. Mm-hmm. I'm not that surrogate. They can go find another. There's lots of lovely, lovely women <laughs> who will do it, who will be a surrogate for you. I'm, And I'm not even kidding. I would probably do it. No, you wouldn't. I don't have a uterus, so this is a moot point. <laughs> Thank you. All the information. I know everybody cares uh, listening, but I, I, I we're all I, very concerned about your reproductive system. I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of an act of love. Denise. I mean, I wouldn't want to be pregnant. I didn't love being pregnant. I'm just saying it is an act of service. Yeah, but it's not an act of service that you would do. Think about that. Think about what you have now that baby is yours no it's not it's it not is. my it's nothing none of my dna it's no none of your dna yes but you and i both know that when you're growing that child it doesn't matter whose dna yeah, it but is it, i already love my grandkids it would be great then i could give it back just like i did a regular grandchild of no. like here you go no little dd jr would be <laughs> the favorite and you would well, not yeah, be able to be hide the it case. yeah yeah the, she would be the favorite there's no doubt you'd be telling those twins to get away no you'd be like no i'm sorry no dd's closed for business we've got dd <laughs> jr over here and she's coming for fun friday mini me <laughs> she'd be dressed from head to toe in gucci your daughter-in-law would come pick her up and just be like denise oh my gosh okay so when i told my son this is a statement from the mom mm. when i told my son he teared up and was shocked I hadn't even told my husband at that point. Wow. But he was really supportive. No. Uh-huh. My husband would not be supportive of this. I can Nor tell you would right. your podcasting partner. <laughs> Just let me tell you that right now. It is a little odd. So Jeff said that of his mother's offer, quote, I felt grateful to have such a selfless and loving mom mm. that, at that who was willing to make that kind of sacrifice for my family. Having experienced over four years of infertility treatments, I knew how complicated the process can be and doubted that it was even possible for her to carry a baby for us. But I was so moved by her offer. I don't know how the whole thing is going to turn out. Is I don't, it a boy or a girl? Do we, we don't know. know. We don't. I don't know and I don't know when the babies do. Um, but I will certainly update you when the whole thing happens. But you know what we're going to hear is we're going to hear how swimmingly it went and all, all is rainbows and unicorns. Well, it's in Utah. That's how it goes there. Do we need to get any weirder with Utah? I don't want to make Utah... <laughs> when you said Utah, I thought there was going to be some polygamy going on there. I'm, I'm, She's I'm shaking a- my paper at her. <laughs> polygamy is one thing. This is also something in that I same bag. I don't think it's that. It's, that's not a bad thing. It's I've heard of other people doing this. I'm not with saying... With your mom? I know. It is weird. I think it... I mean, I that's know. where it gets weird for me. The surrogate I mean, thing. If it I was understand. your sister, would you do it? Yes. Not your child. No, not your child. That's where it crosses the oh, line for me. I see. That's where that's it crosses your, the line. That's, your, that's, your line. that's my line. Sorry. That's your line in the sand. Sorry. Too bad I don't have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> I see how that works. <laughs> uh, we'll never know. I'll never have to answer the question. I mean, I have a sister. She didn't ask me. Okay. That's Which is problem good. solved. Problem solved. Problem not, solved. I mean, this is. It's, yeah. I think we've talked about this on this podcast where I have a friend is too broad of a term, too specific of a term, an acquaintance, a person that I knew long ago who 
um, hired a surrogate and she ended up having triplets. The surrogate did. Well, they they invited this woman That's into right. the house. That's right. And then she decided yeah. that the babies were hers. And they sued and this whole thing was Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bad. Sorry. But your your starts son to get wouldn't weird. do that. <sighs> you don't want the kid. What if I do? You wouldn't. All right. Maybe it, you're, maybe you're a, right. This is a moot point. Is it? Neither one of us are doing this. <laughs> Our, my husband would not support it. Your husband wouldn't support it. I wouldn't really do it, I'm sure. I don't have a uterus anyway. <laughs> Again, as Again. Denise said, reproductively challenged. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, right. It's the best thing I ever did, That's by right. the way. That's if right. anyone wants to know, it's a good recommendation. I would say do it. <laughs> okay. We're going to switch directions Please. geographically, oh. and we're going to go to our favorite state. <gasps> Florida. Yes, Yay. it's in Florida. Florida resident Jocelyn Penson was okay. visiting her son in the city of Apoca. All righty. I've never heard of it. When okay. she received a visit from God, a Godzilla stand-in. What? She says she spotted the huge dog-sized lizard oh, no. scaling the window, and she posted a video on Facebook with a description, OMG, look at this. It looks like Godzilla to me. Okay. I'm going to show you. Show me. And you tell me if she's wrong. Is it an alligator? No, it that is a, is freaking- a lizard. <laughs> What is happening? It is a Gila monster of some sort. If I don't know what it is, it is giant lizard scales Florida homeowner's window. Looks like Godzilla. It does look like Godzilla. She's not wrong. It is next level. It got my attention. The headline got my attention. The picture piqued my interest. Because you think, well, she's just mistaking an alligator for a lizard. Yeah, no, or, no, no. or it's, you know, no, she's over-exaggerating. That's a lizard. That's a freaking big lizard. Yeah. Despite the comparisons, a lizard isn't fictional monster out to destroy the city. Mm-hmm. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. According to the Fish and Wildlife Commission, it is a savanna-monitored lizard, a native specimen to sub-Sahara Africa. What's it doing in Florida? People in Florida just do some weird stuff. They're bringing stuff in. They're importing these things. Why are you doing this? Did they bring it in a suitcase? It doesn't say how it got there because no one knows. But experts suggest its unusual appearance in Florida was likely because it was either a former pet. Oh, what are you doing? I know. Or has been freed from a wildlife sanctuary by a hurricane. That's what I think. Yeah. It could be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just now getting off of the hurricanes in her in there. Uh, yeah. So a lot of things. I mean, the alligators alone in the hurricane. Yeah. I mean, literally the whole entire Gulf is engulfed in water. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Those alligators are just willy nilly all over the place. They're just running free. They are literally swimming into everyone's homes. <gasps> They're everywhere. I didn't even think about that. No, they're everywhere. Ooh. This monitor lizard, Savanna monitor lizard, this has got one of those tongues. This is one of those, like, it walks funny. It is next level. It's prehistoric. If I saw this thing, I would freaking scream. You would scream. Now, this is big. So we'll have a picture of this on there. Again, your New York the, Post posted I, this. Oh, the Post is best. They loved it. Um, oh. I loved it. It wasn't Godzilla, but... They weren't wrong. <laughs> they and just were be not. grateful you don't live anywhere where there's alligators. There's alligators. Or or gigantic lizards monitor size. lizards. No, thank you. Or hurricanes that are gonna make them appear. Uh, yeah. We live in for those who aren't from California, we live in earthquake country. Yes, that's what we have to deal with. And you go to And fires. Den fires, wildfires, sure. You go to different places around the world or around the country and you listen to people and what they're, you know, what they have to deal with. What they're, Every place has to deal with some sort of a natural event. Right. Hurricanes, tornadoes, tsunamis, you know, whatever. I'll take earthquakes all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. I don't know. No? I, we haven't had the big Should one. I knock Let's on wood? Knock on the Naga hide. Knock okay. on Naga hide. I'm going to knock on the real wood. Um, I Northridge was pretty big. I mean, the, the biggies are... The biggies are scary because you don't know and you have to be prepared. That's the other thing is I um, I was in Hawaii years ago and I went to this church meeting where they did this little preparedness thing at mm-hmm. a church meeting, which was kind of interesting. But um, we were broken up into separate little groups and someone said, now, um, wow, it must be nice to live in earthquake country. And someone else in the group who wasn't from California said, that's not true. We They, they deal with hurricanes there mm-hmm. in um Hawaii, mm-hmm. there's hurricane season, 
And the person astutely said, there's no earthquake season. It can happen at any time. That's the thing. They never know when an earthquake's going to happen. You literally could be taking a shower. Oh, yeah. Going to the bathroom. There's no prep. Sleeping. I mean, there's there's, no You could be on the freeway and it shakes the whole bridge off and you're on their car. And that's my biggest fear. Because in Northridge, we saw that happen. We saw San Francisco Francisco, where the double-decker bridge Mm -hmm. just came down on the other cars. I mean, those are... Those images will never leave my brain, so it's a little freaky for me. And the guy who was trapped in his car and his cassette player wouldn't stop playing Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go? Just. (laughs) What in the world? And he was alive, and he was praying for some end, and he couldn't get to the cassette player to make it stop? Um, That's when I would wish for a monkey to come and just eat my ears. A monkey could actually, with his hands, Mm -hmm. open the car for you. They're smart. They're not that smart. He'd open the car for me in order to eat me. True. Moving on. Um, all right. Let's talk about one of my favorite things to do in this mm-hmm. world. Denise having spent time with me in a hotel room. <laughs> As we said, we've been in Las Vegas together. We've done a couple things together. It's just her and I mm-hmm. in Anytime. our separate beds where we're, we're all cozy. We're watching our Netflix. It's time to go to bed. After a long day of walking around the uh, International Interior Design Show. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what am I doing? I'm usually eating cereal while I'm in bed. Let me just, let's just preface this. Yeah. You're not just eating cereal in bed. What am I doing? We posted something not very long ago about oh. you eating it on our way to, uh, we were going shopping yep. and you had a big box mm-hmm. of honeycombs or yeah, something. Yeah, it was honeycomb. Mm-hmm. And you were just powering with the box on your lap. <laughs> um, we went to La Quinta. Mm-hmm. And we took a golf cart ride. And what did you do when you took the golf cart ride? I actually, I raised my standards a little bit. I put the Lucky Charms in a Ziploc bag and I brought it Because we didn't with. want the association to see us, like, you know, Let carrying me, the box of Lucky Charms. Can I just correct you really quick? Yeah. Denise didn't want the embarrassment of her guest <laughs> being seen by the association uh, with a big old box of Lucky Charms just yeah. pounding it. So yeah. I did her the favor of putting it in a Ziploc bag. It was very subtle. <clears throat> And I just kind of munched it like a delicate flower. I have flower. never been a cereal like no. lover. I mean, no. if I do, I want it with milk in a bowl. Right. Well, and I haven't managed to change Denise. I've tried to like no. get her to come over to the dark side. I'm good. She's good. Well, Denise, you have a lot in common with the millennials because according to 38 young adult, 38% of young adults who were surveyed, they consider eating in bed a deal breaker. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I, I'm not saying... I. I, you do like cereal, but we have eaten our dessert in bed, and I don't have a problem with that. Oh, man. That dessert deserves to be eaten in bed. It's it's like you should we should take it to church. It's, it's so dessert good. for a queen. It's literally like yeah. exalted. It's, it's, it's an exalted <laughs> dessert. That's exactly right. Um, so findings suggest that bedtime cravings are at an epidemic level with 48% of respondents regularly eating just before going to sleep, which isn't good, with half, 50%, reaching for something sweet and a third going for something salty the survey of 2000 adults um identifies america's most common sleep disruptors and found that eating in bed is one of the most common four out of five agreed that a crummy bed leads to a bad sleep now that i can't crumbs in your bed i i can't do that i would never do that i i mean that's the kind of thing i can't have anything in my bed like i can't if i feel like a little pebble or something like i don't know like that means somebody you know like i take Mm -mm. a shower before i get to bed just because i want to wipe off all the dirt from my day and i want my sheets clean i don't like it right right i have to say i do i will snack on an occasional i don't do it a lot in bed but I do snack on an occasional honeycomb or maybe a little sure. bit of Fruit Loops in bed while I'm watching some, you know, late night TV mm-hmm. or whatever. There's never a crumb in my bed. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you promised. I wouldn't allow it. <laughs> so the millennials aren't going to allow it either. They don't like it. And if they, if you're dating someone and you find out that they are eating in bed, like I said, it's a deal breaker. So you single folks, I think it's be interesting. I, I think it's weird because millennials are doing everything at home now. Yeah. I mean, this they're the group of people, and I don't mean to just like lump everybody together, but society as a whole, because of COVID, we've we've kind of we blurred the lines between what you do at home and what you don't do at home. Yes. We're doing everything at home. Everything. We, I mean, kids were learning at home. Kids were doing their dance classes by Zoom at, home, at yeah. home. I mean, we're eating our meals at the same place we're doing our homework, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we're doing all these things. So I'm really finding it shocking that eating in bed is is a deal breaker for a millennial or anybody. Yeah, it is. I mean, 
I guess it depends on what you're eating. If you're eating like chili billies in bed <laughs> or like, you know, one of those microwavable burritos. A burrito, that's what I was just thinking. Ugh. That's gross. Popcorn? No, you can eat that in bed, right? For real. I don't... A bowl listen, of ice cream? A bowl of ice cream? That it, seems very... Uh, uh, it ab- seems appropriate. That's bed appropriate, I think. Whipping cream? Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just saying. What are we talking about here? <laughs> I'm just saying. Anything that's sweet and savory, you can eat in bed. I agree. Anytime you're bringing a fork and a knife to bed, though, <laughs> well, you, you have think to about use it. a knife in... Yeah, don't do it. Think about Spaghetti it. Spaghetti doesn't seem like a good idea. That's not a good bed idea. No. 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 So anyway, that's just so you know. Well, if, if I were dating right now, it might be a bad scene for me. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't be... I wouldn't be accepted. There's a lot of reasons we wouldn't do well in this day and age. That's a we're whole We're not politically correct enough for any of this. <laughs> It's just, we don't believe in that. Nope, we sure don't. Well, I this one is for you. This it's just for me? Yeah, this is, and this is, journalist was told skirt was too short to report <gasps> on execution. Yes. What? Yes, this is in August of 2022. So, okay, August 2022. So, it wasn't very long ago, no. a few months ago. Yeah. Um, a journalist uh, from the Alabama-based news outlet AL.com is claiming she was turned away from an execution she was covering because her short her skirt was too short okay by whom's standards i'll tell you i can't wait yes okay um sorry no you're fine ivana hyroquin i don't think i'm saying her name right. ivana ivana mm-hmm. was told this uh told the story in a tweet writing that she had been she had worn this this particular skirt to prior executions oh and professional events without any issues wait hold up how many executions is this woman attending I, is she like the execution I, reporter i guess and it's in alabama so i i'm assuming they do a lot of that oh, there. they hook them up to that chair no problem it's not here in california Mm-mm. there's not any going on Mm-mm. um at five seven and and five foot ten with my heels on i'm a tall and long-legged person oh, she yeah. said I tried to pull my skirt down to down my hips to make it a little bit short longer, mm-hmm. but I was told it was still not appropriate. Now I'm this got me going because I have a problem with this. I want to see the skirt. I it doesn't show anything. It just shows I think it's a stock photo yeah, of that's this not skirt. A real picture. It doesn't show it. Who I'll let you tell the okay. story. Sorry. Luckily, a very kind photo- photographer from Birmingham TV station offered me his rain gear. Oh, come on. Waterproof Columbia PFG style fisherman <laughs> waiter pants. No, no. Yeah. The ADOC deemed this an appropriate swap for my skirt. Okay, so it was the Alabama Department of Corrections, the uh-huh. ADOC, who had a problem. It was one man. I don't know. All I'm saying is I doubt, it, and I don't know how long her skirt was, but it doesn't sound like it was a mini skirt. She wasn't clubbing. She, I, she's wearing heels. Yeah. And he deemed it too sexy for an execution. I mean, for who? Why don't you focus on the guy you're electrocuting? I mean, like, I, I just found it interesting in 2022. What? No, I we can't. we are going to monitor the clothes like put your fingers next to your you're not going to church that's why i kind of want to we'll find a picture of this woman online i i i couldn't find anything okay interesting but i i just found it it's that's ridiculous i found it maddening somewhat Uh, uh, it's it's, but i i found it because you're a journalist now if someone told you you're Mm. going to an execution Mm -hmm. would you go to an execution um i don't know if i would I probably would because it's one of those things that you will never, ever have an opportunity to go to. I would go to an execution if the person being executed was something that I needed to because it was a relative or somebody oh. I had an interest in it. Well, okay. So it's, you have... I wouldn't go just to see it. Well, no, they don't invite the public. But if but you... But a journalist, I guess yeah, you can go. if you were in a job where they invited you... Right. So you're invited as a journalist, you uh-huh. would go. Uh-huh. I, have I mean, if you had to do a story, you'd have to do the story, but... No, not necessarily. For an execution, um, you could have followed the story. There are a lot of people I know, especially in Utah. Utah used to execute. Um, they probably still do, but they used to execute a lot more. And I had several friends who uh, were able to get a pass. You have to get a pass. Uh-huh. You have to be cleared to go to the execution. Mm-hmm. Uh, some said yes. Hmm. 
And there was one woman who was like, I'm absolutely not doing that because you don't, once it's in your brain, you I know. know it. You I know. See it. I don't, I don't think I would want to do that. Mm-hmm. So she told her news director, and the news director was told, like, that's totally fine. Even though you've covered the story all the way, we're going to send Bob there to do it. And he won't get kicked out because his pants are too tight. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't know. We don't know how short it was. Was her booty hanging out? She's worn it to other places. She's worn it to professional events. She said she was trying to make it longer. So I'm assuming that it was probably short. But, I mean. (sighs) At the same time, who cares? I just, who's the monitor? Like, what, is there like a cloth, is there a skirt monitor going on? I mean, what's going on? I just found it interesting. In 2022, we have, it is Alabama. Nothing against Alabama. I'm just saying things are different. We've talked about this. The South don't mess. Yeah, but she said very clearly she's been to more than one execution and she's worn the outfit. Several times. That's her outfit. And no one has had a problem with it. But they didn't mind her wearing fishing waders? That is unprofessional. That's weird. If I, And also, let me just tell you this. If I wore something inappropriate into the station to grab my gear or to grab my photographer... Somebody would have said something. News director, producer, they would have been, hey. This was a dot com. I'm assuming it's an independent, fly by the seat of your pants kind of, I don't know. It's a dot com. That's who she worked for? Yeah. It's a dot com situation. It wasn't. It's an online. Yeah. So again, maybe they have something against her. I don't know. I'm just saying, I just thought it was a message you don't need to be sending in 2022 to women. (laughs) To any. So she goes and puts on fishing waders. I, first of all, if she was with a real network. To me, the network should step up to the plate they and would say, have. this is not appropriate. You don't tell my reporter what to do. Absolutely She'll don't. wear whatever she wants to wear. That's and Crop she top should. and booty pants are coming next time. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. Listen, Fox News LA, if you want to see crop top and booty pants, go right ahead. <laughs> You're a weather person in California. you got to have a very, very tight outfit. <laughs> and cleavage showing because apparently it, that's, that's all they can do because there is no weather here. It's a competitive market up there. And <laughs> ladies, I understand. Oh I get it. Gosh. Okay, here's our final. I think it's our final one. Shall we? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to the lovely state of Nebraska. Oh, I've never been there. I, I have been. You have? I have been to Nebraska very short time um got in got out well there's nothing there's nothing i I have nothing to say about nebraska i don't know really what's they're known for what's happening in nebraska Mm -hmm. not much um because and i'm going to tell you why okay a nebraska man is now a member and we've done several of these stories he's in the guinness book of world records oh these people yeah he did this and this comes right about this time uh we're recording this earlier than we're airing it but um it'll probably air november this podcast so we've just gotten done with um halloween mm-hmm. and all things pumpkin flavored love me some pumpkin do you love pumpkin spice oh, i love it okay so pumpkin anything i can do pumpkin You'll a eat. lot okay. yeah with some cream cheese frosting mm. Mm. All right. Well, this gentleman um, rode in a hollowed out pumpkin for 38 miles down the Missouri River. Mm-hmm. That's a big pumpkin. Yeah. How big is he? He's just kind of an average sized guy. The pumpkin is massive. Okay. So shattering the melon mark on his 60th <laughs> birthday. That's cute. Wow. This is also from the New York Post. Um, with that kind of writing, it has to be. The man's name is Dwayne Hansen, and it was his 60th birthday. He was greeted by adoring relatives and admirers after stepping out of the bobbing orange vessel that he named Big Berta. Big Berta took him how far? 38 miles down the Missouri River. That seems a little dangerous. Well, he said that the trip was fraught with peril, with his floating fruit repeatedly taking on water. As It's pa- a fruit? Yeah. it's a, Well, it's a gourd. But because it has the seeds, seeds on the is, inside, it's a fruit. That's makes you a fruit. Mm-hmm. He's a, it's a fruit. Yeah. Um, like an avocado, it's a fruit. An avocado is a fruit. And technically, a strawberry is a vegetable because it wears its seeds on the I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You're like a horticulturist or something. I am. I'm, I'm a lot about horticulture. <laughs> I love growing my own food. <laughs> Jeez, please. We'd be starving if that was the case. So part of the problem with his float was that... There, there were passing boats oh. who were like ching ching taking pictures paparazzi plus, plus you get the you know that's the, wake. the problem it was the wake oh and they were they were waking water into his his little gourd well big gourd 
the boats, he said, the boats leave the waves and then you've got to stop everything and just hold on and ride those waves. It was bad. Mm. He said, poor Dwayne. So he first set his sights on the record after running into the previous record holder at a fruit growing seminar in the state of Oregon. <laughs> wow, he's dedicated. I mean, maybe CatCon is next. I don't I mean, know. Geez, we talked about CatCon, but maybe we should go to the vegetable place. Uh, this would be fun. He's a master gardener. Well, I mean, you'd learn a lot about fruits and veggies, and then you'd feel bad about your inability to keep an orchid alive. Am I right? Are you, you shunning me? You left your orchid here. I killed yours too. I'm sorry. That was a personal attack. <laughs> and I'm sorry that every one of our podcast listeners had to witness it. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good with plants. You have Not a new an orchid. Well, you have a new orchid. How's it yeah, going? It's, I, it's alive still. It's alive still? It's been a month. Everyone pray for the orchid. <laughs> I, I felt my husband brought it for me for my anniversary. And when I saw it, it's the most beautiful it's plant gorgeous. and orchid. That's it's gorgeous. a whole thing so yeah. that it will never die. It's our anniversary. Uh-uh. And I said, honey, why did you, your, your, your faith in me is so great. It is. We all want you and to he's succeed. Like, you have a green thumb. All the other plants are doing so well. I'm like, it's an orchid. Yeah. And he told, I said, well, how am I supposed to take care of this? And it's exactly the opposite of anything I've ever heard about of taking care of orchids oh okay and i'm doing what he's telling me and so far it's thriving it's not dead would you say it's surviving it's surviving okay so far so good sometimes it's the most we can hope for that's we can't always thrive sometimes we're just surviving that's my motto that's it (laughs) the master gardener mr hansen Dwayne, grew the mammoth pumpkin weighing get this 846 pounds wow yeah in his own garden for the specific purpose of beating the previous record which was set in 2018 where the previous record holder went 25.5 miles so down the missouri river I don't know if it was down the Missouri River or not, but um, it. let's remember that Mr. Hansen here went down how many miles? 38. That's a long ways. It's a long ways to even just like drive. It's like, well, it's going to take me. You know. That would be scary because mm-hmm. most pumpkins that are big like that, mm-hmm. have you ever seen those humongous pumpkins? They huh? don't look, they're not great looking. No, this one's kind of pretty. There's a picture of him in it. Oh, I don't have it with me, but we'll post it. Okay. Um, His tearful daughter, Morgan, said, I'm so proud of my dad. He's always said that you can do anything you want. And, um, you know, he did exactly, he did exactly that. His sister, Yvonne, flew in from San Diego to handle the flurry of paperwork required to make an attempt at the Guinness. So I guess there's like, you can't just have people show up. You actually have to fill out appropriate paperwork. Blah, blah, blah. And um, so once he got to mile 18, it was like, oh, wow, this is actually this is actually going to happen. Wow. So they, they had great faith in him. So you have to take a look at him. We'll be sure and um, put it up on our Instagram. A friend manned a boat that went alongside him in case of any mishaps. That's good. And the trip, which began in Bellevue and ended in Nebraska City, took 11 hours. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Took him eleven hours to yep. go that far. Did he have hours. an oar? I don't know. Hod and I went when Olivia was first born. That's my first granddaughter. Oh. They lived up in Walnut Creek. That's right. Up in and Walnut. we went there to visit them out during her first Halloween. <laughs> and we went to a pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. And Lexi wanted to get a big pumpkin so that we could she could hollow it out and put. Oh yeah, that's cute. Olivia inside the in pumpkin, the pumpkin. Yeah, which people do all the time. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. The men, Mitchell and my husband, were like, why are you doing that? It's yeah. very cute. We got the photo op. It's very cute. Yeah. But it's messy. Yeah. And it's not stable. No. It's weird. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Well, we're going to, that'll be our last story. But I have a, I have to, I have to oh, piggyback on this. Please Because do. this was one of the stories that I was going to talk about. But you beat me to it and then I'm I was sorry. going to do it. Maybe, no, no, this is perfect. Okay. This has just happened this last weekend. Mission Viejo Man squashes the competition with a 1,240-pound pumpkin. What? At Irvine Park. He grew it? Yes. And then he This trans- is right around the corner. He transported it to Irvine Park? It's here, yeah. John Ford and Mark Imhoof helped hoist a giant pumpkin onto a scale <gasps> during the Great Pumpkin Way-Off oh. in the Irvine Regional Park in Orange on in September. To, on, in September. Yeah. Um, the 1,240-pounder, grown by Kevin Donahue of Mission Viejo, ended up winning the competition and also breaking the previous Orange County record of 1,240 pounds. 
everyone was having fun at Irvine Park on on the railroad that Saturday, <laughs> and he brought in that big, humongous. It, there's a picture of it. It is huge. People lost their twelve hundred and forty oh. pounds. So when you're talking about an eight hundred pounder, uh, yeah. that this puts that to shame. Yeah, he yeah. needed this for the Missouri River. I don't know. I don't. Is bigger better when it comes to floating in a pumpkin? I would imagine. I don't know because size it's a, always matters. <sighs> I'm just saying. And that does it for this edition of. (laughs) But I would think even at that, the bigger the pumpkin, the heavier it's going to be. You could only carve so much meat out of it. I don't know. But he took home this guy for his first place. Right. Got 3,500 bucks. Whoa. Yeah. I wonder how long it took to grow that pumpkin. A long time. Yeah. It takes a long time. But I don't know enough about all of this. Mm -hmm. And if we went to that, you know, vegetable place that you were talking about, the vegetable Con. Con. Veggie con. <laughs> Veggie con. <laughs> can imagine the people there. Not my people either. So many green thumbs. Um, or something. <laughs> um, if they, if I would imagine. <laughs> oh. Wait, I got to get my computer now. <laughs> I, I would imagine there's like mm-hmm. special seeds for big pumpkins. Because I mean, you don't just grow a pumpkin and then all of a sudden it just like, don't you feed it certain, I'm sure there's like a whole situation. I don't know. There's no way you just like. All of a sudden, like, you have all of these pumpkins. Because I know people who b- grow their own pumpkins in yeah. their backyard. Yeah. And they look cute. But they didn't all of a sudden have a 1,240-pound pumpkin. Well, but you have to let it grow. You I just have to let it continue growing. No, just don't cut it off the vine. No, I don't think that's how it works. Is that why I'm not invited to VeggieCon? Yeah, I don't think that's how it works because there's a season, <laughs> right? Like, you plant it in... Yeah, but... You don't start in December and then just let it grow until the no, following December. You live in Southern California where it's a good place to grow gourds and then you just let it grow. That's my, that's how I would grow mm. a 1200 pound gourd. Well. That's why I don't have one. I was going to say, I don't, I don't, don't cash your check yet because I don't think you're going to be in first <laughs> or second or third place. I, the second place person was 899 pounds and the 873 pounder earned third place. So these are like, these Oof. are. This 1,200 pounder was next level. And he won 30 something hundred dollars? Yeah, $3,400. That's just the water bill. I don't. 3,500. We're not allowed to water, so I don't know how he was doing that. <laughs> he had to cut that pumpkin free because yeah. it's like, well, it's going to die because I the can't water. The governor is going to be like coming down to your house and giving you a fine. <laughs> how did you grow this pumpkin? <laughs> exactly. You used water. How dare you? <laughs> That's cool. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That's literally up the road from us right now. Yeah. And I am. I had no idea that that was happening. Yep. It's happening and it's there and it's a sight to be seen. I love it. Yeah. Congratulations to all. Yes. That does it for this edition of Two Average Girls. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We'll see you next time. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Fries.